Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Think while you're there. Mother, if you're homeschooling your kids in that neighborhood, think why you're there. It's to be salt and light. You're a person of influence. People are watching you. Make sure you represent God in a godly fashion. None of us are perfect. Remember the fruit of the Spirit? That's what we want in our lives. I strive to make God look good by my work ethic and the way I respected people. Did you ever ask God, why, oh, why did you put me in this job? If you've worked more than a few jobs, this question has probably crossed your mind. But Joseph was in an even worse situation. He was in prison. But Pastor Mark will tell you today that there's another principle at work for those who serve God. You'll hear about that principle and how it operates in your life. You'll find help in understanding this precept Then you can ask God to show you why you're where you are. That will allow you to be a better servant of God, showing his love to those around you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Genesis, chapter 41. As he continues his message, God's amazing knowledge and wisdom. So, what was our command? What was our authority? Here's the command Jesus gives you and me. You're not in Nepal tonight. You're not in India tonight. You're not in China tonight. You're in Brevard County. Here we are. This is the same thing. Here it is. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. That is what our role is, regardless of the outcome. We're not politically motivated. That's not our goal at all. Nobody's interested in that. We're interested in the souls of men and women. Now go back to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 15. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Well, there's one example. Uh, we're getting rid of you. We're closing your churches down. As you know, the, in China, they've chopped off crosses and steeples in hundreds and hundreds of churches. They just chopped them down. And basically they're saying, you're here to overthrow the government in China. By the way, the government in China now has made a statement, we will be a nation that remains communist, basically, and atheist and against every other religion. That's their stance, the president of China. Now, you know there's more Christians in China than there are in the United States. Well, more than 100 million Christians in China. And how they survive? Underground. That's how they'll continue to survive. Because when the church is persecuted, the church grows. Amazingly. When the church isn't persecuted, the church gets fat and flabby. We don't care. 
See, when it gets hard, you watch the church start to fill up again. Why? Because people are sharing their faith. Now, look at this. 2.16. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. To say you're over there to win Christians, but you're actually trying to undo the government. Live as God's slaves, as God's servants. Verse 17, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family believers. Fear God and honor the emperor. Those politically are there. We honor them, but when there's a conflict between what God says and they say, we always obey God. Now, Pastor Mark, is this like new? No, this isn't new. How many remember when we went through the book of Daniel? Daniel and his three friends. They were ordered to eat non-kosher food. What happened? They respectively said to the king and the servant, uh, no, we can't do that. They didn't pick it. They didn't take the food, throw it out. They just said, respectfully, I understand what you're doing, but we just can't do that. We're going to disobey it. But in a special way, they honored the king. And what happened? They didn't embarrass anybody. And the king then said, fine. Try this food X number of days. Let's see how you look. If you can survive on that and you're good people, fine with me. See, this is not new. This is over and over again the same kind of thing happening. So, again, what you need to understand is because way in the background, we we need to understand, don't be surprised when our faith is attacked unfairly. Live so that no one can make an honest attack on us. Do good works. Leave the outcome to God. Just leave it to him. A godly lifestyle is a powerful means of connecting with unbelievers. Especially when they see that we're being accused of things that are not fair. Now, Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and deeds and praise your Father, which is in heaven. Now, the next group of people is called employee and employer. We move to the workplace And you know this because all of you have either worked at home as parents or whatever, or you have a workplace. We spend more time in the workplace, in our lives, than any place else. You know that. All the years you've worked, you add up all those hours and all that, compared to how much time you spend at home, and it's just more at the workplace. So look at verse 18. Slaves, and let me just address this. Slavery was a big deal in those days. It was all through the Bible. It was never God's intent. Slavery is against the Bible. The Romans had slaves. It was a normal thing. How many are glad that we don't have slavery in the United States? (laughs) Amen. Slavery in the world is still there in many parts. Especially, you know, the women being taken as slaves, sex slaves and all that stuff. But it's not a biblical principle at all. So tonight, for us... The application for us is not slavery. It's employee and employer. Now, some of you are going to say, Pastor Mark, that's really no different. Don't you dare say that. (laughs) Wrong attitude. You made a bad impression already. Okay, here we go. Slaves, employees, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your master, your employer. Not only to those who are good and considerate, Nobody has this underlined in your Bible from now on. I guarantee you do not have this underlined in your Bible. Let me read it again. Not only to those who are good employers and considered employers, but also to those who are harsh employers, mean employers. God designed 
work. Work is a four-letter word. It's a good word. You were designed to work, whether it's at home or at work, in the workplace. You were designed. And really, we don't see retirement in the body. Nothing wrong with retired, but then you should do what? Continue God's work because you are all, when you've worked, you're in, people like to say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm like a, in the secular world. I'm not like you. No, you're exactly like me. In the secular world where I worked many years, we reach people that will never walk into the church. So you're there as a witness and to be a person with a reputation that points out the goodness of God. Now, over the years, all of us have had good jobs, and some of us had jobs that were not so good. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but let me ask you this. How many of you in your work leaders had a boss, a supervisor, that was not fair, but very difficult and harsh? Let me see your hand. How many? Now, I didn't ask you to point them out. I didn't ask you to say their name. God forgive their bitterness tonight over that situation. You know what? That can carry on. I'm joking, but that can carry on. But look what Peter says in verse 18 again. He says what? Show reverent fear of God. Submit yourselves to them. Also to those who are harsh. Look at verse 19. For it's commendable if someone bears under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. I like verse 19 in the New Living Translation. Look at this. For God is pleased with you when you do what you know is right and patiently endure unfair treatment. So what should I do? Here's what you want to write down. People are watching. They're watching you. They know you're a Christian. Hopefully you've made that known. They know you're a Christian. But we should be the best employee that we can be. We should always be pursuing excellence. Because when I do that, I make God look good. If you leave early, don't get your jobs done, complain all the time... Other people in the department look at you and go, yeah, there's a guy, man, don't ever hire somebody like that. Says he's a Christian. He never gets his work done. He's always pushing it off to other people. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I didn't like the guy. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. And you're going to see some big things tonight because it speaks to all of us. No, I'm representing God in the workplace. Can I hear an amen? I'm representing God. Now, when you see that happening, what are we supposed to do? The Bible tells us, Well, think about this. How do I put up with difficult situations, difficult people, including difficult bosses at work? Well, here's what I believe. The Bible tells us that the steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered by the Lord. Now, the Bible is filled with believers who had to put up with unfair treatment in the workplace. Just filled with all kinds of stories. Remember Joseph. Joseph was accused of all kind rape of Potiphar's wife, all kind put in jail, put in prison. He wasn't guilty of any of those things. But God eventually what? Worked it all out, put him back. Now, was Joseph wrong to be placed in Pharaoh's place? No, that's exactly where God wanted him. Think of this. How about Daniel, 
who had to endure. Remember, hey, king, you told nobody to pray to a foreign god. We hear Daniel three times a day. He's got his window open. He's praying. And they came and lied. You see, everybody does this. How about Esther? How difficult was it for Esther? Just incredibly lies. Here's what I want you to write. And some of you may not agree with it, but I believe it's very biblical. God puts Christ followers at a specific workplace to be salt and light. If you're pursuing the will of God, it's broader than the workplace. I believe that if I'm, as as a Christian, I'm pursuing God, God will place me in a home. Now, he's not going to place me in a home that my wife hates or an apartment that my wife hates. But he's going to put me in a home, not because it fits just what I want or my wife wants, but he's going to put me in a home or an apartment complex where he wants me to be salt and light. The same for work. It's not just about, I'm going to that place because it makes more than the other place. Careful. Is that where God's directing you? Well, Pastor Mark, God isn't into that kind of stuff. The steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered by the Lord. You should always pray before accepting a job. You should always pray before moving to a new location. Because, remember, Joseph stood there. Daniel stood there. Esther stood there. They worked all the way through it. Now, when we moved to Florida in 1969, I don't have time tonight, obviously. God supernaturally opened the job where I'd be the director at the hospital, at Wistoff Hospital, for 25 years. I soon discovered that the job was not just to provide our family. And we had just moved to Florida. We were getting ready to have our first child. But God had another purpose. He had me there to represent him by striving, even though it was far from perfect, to be a good, moral, hardworking employee. Over 25 years that I was there at Wistoff, God enabled me to hold many Bible studies through the years at lunch and have all kinds of people come for the Bible studies. I wasn't a pastor, I was just a worker. And I had doctors come to the Bible studies. All kinds of things happened. Many employees would come to my office. Pastor Mark, when you get a break, can I talk with you? They knew I was a believer. Not, of course, far from perfect. But when they needed help, they would come and ask for wisdom. Many people came to Christ over the 25 years in the hospital. Today, some people still attend our campuses. That worked for me. Now, you can ask him, was he a good boss or not? And you guys better be truthful when you talk to them. (laughs) I didn't say perfect boss. But some of them still come here. Praise the Lord. Think while you're there. Mother, if you're homeschooling your kids in that neighborhood, think why you're there. It's to be salt and light. You're a person of influence. People are watching you. Make sure you represent God in a godly fashion. None of us are perfect. But remember the fruit of the Spirit? That's what we want in our lives. I strived to make God look good by my work ethic and the way I respected people. Now, God is the one that helped me endure difficult times, difficult supervisors, really difficult stuff. And God is the one that helped me. I didn't do it. God helped me do it. Now, maybe you're in a difficult workplace. Allow God to help you endure it and have a good work ethic. Treat people fairly. God came through for Daniel, 
Joseph and Esther, he'll come through for you. And let me say this as just a word of wisdom from me to you. Don't run from a difficult place unless God releases you. Because you're going to take the problem to the next place. You didn't learn what you needed to learn. So again, different if they require you to do something that's ungodly, then of course you have to leave. If they make that a standard, you need to do this, which is dishonest. Sorry, I will not do it. And some of you have lost your jobs because of that. Because of that. God will honor it. He'll always give you another job. Now, look at look what Ephesians says. Slaves, I just wrote it different. Employees, obey your earthly master, your bosses, with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time. Whoa. Not just when they are watching you. <clears throat> okay. As servants of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. He's placed you there for a reason. Now look at these words. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for the people. Because we are working for God. Not just the boss. You got it. He's the one that placed us here. He's the one that gives us the ability to have wealth. And we have to understand that. In the natural, no, I want to get even. But that's not what God says at all. Now, remember that the Lord will reward each of us for the good we do, whether we are servants, slaves, employees, employers, or free. Now, verse 20. But how is it to your credit... If you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it, but if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable for God. To this you were called, uh-oh, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Verse 21 is very interesting. Here's what I want you to write. It's a little long, but it's good. People are watching. When we suffer unfair treatment, God will help us to endure and make him look good. As you already saw, Peter had already experienced this as well as all the other disciples. Peter knew the people he was writing to were being falsely accused. But they were trying to endure and just trust God, not disobeying God. If it came to disobeying God, they would go right back and obey God. Paul and Silas, remember them? They were feed, uh, beaten, treated totally unfairly, put in prison. God performed another miracle, and the whole family came to salvation. Remember when the earthquake came, when Paul and Silas were in there at midnight, beaten, in chains? When the earthquake came, the door was open. Did Paul say to Silas, praise God, let's get out of here? No, he stayed. And that absolutely shook up the jailer. Who had come because he thought, I'm dead. They're going to be gone. I'm dead. And he discovers that Paul and Silas are still there. That's what led that jail man and his whole family to the Lord. Why? Because Paul and Silas were enduring it and weren't leaving until God says, leave. That's huge for us. Now, remember, as you read this, we don't like it. But Jesus said in this world, we're going to have trouble. It's going to get more difficult. Now look at 2 Corinthians. 
For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Here we go again with the focus. Rather, we fix our gaze on that which cannot be seen. We're passing through. We're pilgrims. We look to heaven. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Amen. That's a perspective that's very hard to have. So here's what I want you to write. When we are suffering, remember Jesus is our role model. And this is the way Peter finishes it. He says, I'm not the role model, but Jesus is the role model. Look at 1 Peter 22, talking of Jesus. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. Remember through the trial, all of those things, he was a perfect example of endurance, unjust suffering, because he didn't sin at all. He wasn't trying to bring the government down. He wasn't trying to bring the Jewish religious people down. He was simply trying to do what God had told him to do. Verse 23, when they hurled their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He just left it in the hands of God. Remember, before all this happened, Jesus was asking, can I get a way out? Come on, God, there's got to be some other way to cause sinners to come to Christ. Uh, come to God other than me. God said, no, you're the only way. So he submitted knowing there'd be pain, suffering, and death. Now, verse 23 is a challenge for all of us because realistically, when I'm falsely accused, I want to make it right. I want to get it straight. When people say things about me that are a lie, I just, Jesus simply didn't try to get even. He simply stood the place. Now, Peter writes this, and I put this ne- the next two verses, the last verses that we have, I put it in the New Living Translation for a reason. Look how personal this is. He himself, Jesus, he bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins, one in our own way, getting revenge, and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Verse 25, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have turned toward the shepherd, and the overseer of your soul. You see, I'm going to put the next thing up. I don't want you to write it. I think it's huge for us to stop and think what Jesus suffered for you and for me to be free so I could be a good representative of him. Here's what I do want you to write, this last statement. Jesus is not just our role model. Jesus is our Savior. He's not just a good role model. He's a Savior. You and I are to be good role models because we're not a Savior, but we lead people to Jesus, who is a Savior. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about the difficulties of Christ followers around the world having to obey God's command to tell others about Jesus. You learn that the world system, which includes governments, opposes God. You were reminded that your being an ambassador for Christ potentially puts you at odds with your government as well. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This concludes the teaching God's amazing knowledge and wisdom. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin his message, Forgive, Forget, Freedom, Fruitful. You'll continue hearing about Joseph's story as God's plan for the people who will become Israel begin to unfold. You'll be reminded of God's ability to ease hardships, even to the point of forgetting them and forgiving those who hurt you. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast from all of the production team here at Lessons for Living. We want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving